Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Thank you for joining us today. In the first book of the Bible, God defined the family as husband, wife, and children. He gave us his infallible generational design for the family. Before the first child was born, however, sin entered God's perfect world, altering his divine order for the family then and now. Listen in as Pastor Rander ministers to us on what we must do to be restored to his perfect plan for our families. You'll want to take notes, so have Bible, pen, and paper handy. And some people discover God's will quite early in life. But let me give you, this is not a comprehensive list, list, but it's a good guide to help you get into God's will. How does one discern or know God's will for his or her life? Well, here's how you do, here's how you can know. Um, Pray and cry out to the Lord that you be filled with with the knowledge of his will. In other words, cry out to God. God, I'm 20 years old. Listen, well, you you 20 years old, 18 years old, and you're trying to decide what college you want to go to, what career you want to go in. Do you want to go to the military? Or do you do you want to be a plumber? Do you want, I mean, do you want to be an uh, astronaut? Do you want to be an engineer, an architect, whatever, teacher, lawyer, or the president of the United States? How do you know unless God guides you? You say, well, what you need to do is cry out, God, I need to know your mind in my life. You know the beginning and the end. God, help me to know. Matter of fact, say no to me until you know me, N-O, know me right into your will. That's right. That's right. I mean, block every thought, every desire that's going to take me from your will. I, I, I want, if, you, if you're 20 years old, 18 years old, 30 years old, 50 years old, 70 years old, you still need to know God's will for your life because if God, since you're alive, he has purpose and direction for this season in your life. You say, where's that? Colossians chapter 1 verse 9, 9b. And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of Ask, look, and to ask. So, so you want to know God's will, but you don't even ask. That means you got to pray. And fasting and prayer is a season of, of, of crying out to God so that he will reveal to you what he will have you to do, to do and which way he will have you to go in this season of your life. The scripture says, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Let me tell you something. If you want to know the will of God, here's how you you can know it. Live holy and walk worthy before the Lord because sin, bad attitude, and behavior will cloud God's plan and purpose for your life. 
Okay, you got to live what? Y'all saying that kind of low. You got to live what? God does not bless sin. Sin will cloud the purpose and will of God for your life. You can live in such a way that you'll never know what God would have you to do because sin is impeding what God wants to do with you, with you and through you. Live holy and walk worthy before the Lord uh, because sin, bad attitude, bad behavior will cloud God's plan and purpose for your life. Colossians chapter 1 verse 10a says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing. Your lifestyle should be fully pleasing to God. What we see, you look nice and dressed up. You look so holy right now. If you ever looked holy, you look holy now with a Bible, a nice suit, and you've got good etiquette, good posture, and you're polite, and all these things. But does that carry over into your house and on the job? Uh, Or do you act one way in church and raise hell at home? You Dr. Dr. Jekyll and who else? Mr. High. You know what it is. Two different people, split personalities. Who are you? Who are you? Fully pleasing to the Lord on that job. The people are drawn to you because of your spiritual posture and because of your love toward humanity. Another way uh, one can know the will of God, God will reveal what he is calling you to do by placing an unquenchable, unquenchable passion or burning desire within you to do a particular thing he's calling you to do and nothing else will satisfy you until you do it. Ooh, I, got, I got a park right there because I know y'all are trying to write that down. And let me give it back to you again. God will reveal what he's calling you to do by placing an unquenchable, what, passion a burning desire within you to do a particular thing and nothing else will satisfy you until you do it. Wow. I remember when I was, God called me to preach when I was 18. That's a whole, I wish I can just recount that right now, but time won't, uh, won't permit. I, got, I have a lot of supernatural experiences that have happened in my life that would just, I mean, I mean, I have some real testimonials and time won't let me permit. Maybe I just have a need to just a chair and just chit-chat about my personal life and how God has done some miraculous things. He called me to preach when I was 18 and I pulled a joan and I ran from God. And I'm giving it a shortcut because I didn't want to be, I thought 18, I don't be called no Reverend Draper, you know, 18 years old. I said, I haven't, I haven't gone to college. I'm young and I'm all this. I said, I, I don't want, well, God, I don't. I don't want to. I'm not going to tell you about how he called me and all that because that's a whole other story and we won't, get through, we won't get halfway through this message. We already won't get halfway through. But, but anyhow, he put a burden and an unquenchable desire in the depths of my soul that would not go away and I was totally miserable. I was even afraid to go to sleep because I know if I were to die, I would stand in his presence ashamed from having run from him and quenching the spirit of the living God. 
But the day I surrendered, way back at 27 years of age, back in 1979, when I surrendered at the Mount Hora Baptist Church and I told the church the Lord had called me to preach his glorious gospel, the church erupted. I was so free. I was light as a feather until gravity couldn't even hold me. And now, since I'm years beyond that, and I look back on time I ran, I said, I wish to God I had surrendered at 18. How much farther would I have been alone? But God even used those in-between years when I thought I was running to still prepare me for the ministry, and that's a whole other story. You know, God is preparing you when you don't realize he's preparing you. You understand? But that burden wouldn't go away. It stayed there, and it messed with me. And I couldn't put it out. And nothing could satisfy. Money couldn't satisfy. People couldn't satisfy. Nothing until God, I surrender. I give up. I could breathe like a ton of bricks have been lifted up off of me. And I've been preaching ever since. And listen, I wouldn't want to do anything else but what I'm doing now because I'm in God's perfect will and plan because I'm in his calling. My friend, are you operating in the calling and perfect will of God? Are you still meandering around in uncertainty at this season of your life? Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 9 says, Then I said, I will not make mention of him. That's Jeremiah talking about what he he ain't going to do. Nor speak anymore in his name. (laughs) Yeah, Jeremiah. But, look at that but. That's a contrast. His word was in my heart like a burning fire. Shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding back. In other words, I was weary. I was frustrated trying to hold back on what God had called, called me to do. I was weary of holding back, and I could not. I could not. And, and Jeremiah ended up doing the very thing that he said he wouldn't do. I said in Bible study, God missed me teaching Revelation uh, this past Wednesday. You missed a lot. I one of the statements I made last Wednesday is stop telling folk what you're not going to do. God has a way of making you eat your word like he did Jeremiah. That's right. I'm not going to help my child anymore. That's enough. And then you end up going, helping them right on. Why you love them? Because you love them. You're just trying to help them along. I mean, stop saying what you're not going to do. And and, and maybe you ought to say, I pray that this doesn't have to be done again. You know, in in a nice way. And don't beat folk up as you're helping them. You know, and all that kind of stuff. That's another sermon for another time. That'll be family day. So, so, so it was like fire shut up, it was shut up in his bones, Jeremiah, and he was trying to hold back, but he couldn't. Jeremiah was all messed up, all, all frustrated uh, because that fire was so in him, that calling was so upon him until when he was holding back, he was killing himself until he surrendered. Pastor Rander's probing questions gives us much to fast and pray about regarding the family. We must be diligent in sustaining a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We must have assurance of our salvation. We must continuously pray for all families' growth in Christ. 
we must continuously pray for all families to be delivered from strongholds and addictions to reach our spiritual destiny in Christ. We can be delivered from tension, strife, and division, and have unity, tranquility, and peace. Tell you something else about God's will. God may choose to use godly, spiritually mature saints to identify gifts you may not have discovered or realized that you possess. God may choose to use wise, godly, spiritually mature saints to identify gifts you may have that you may not have discovered or realize that you possess. Sometimes people will see in you what you don't see in yourself, and God will speak through a person to say what what to name your giftedness on it for you to find out that it was true. You know, when you walk, that's why you need to walk with godly people, spiritually mature people, because they'll say some things about you that you need to hear, and 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 God and God and God will challenge them. God will move them. And yeah. I never will forget. I, oh, God's giving me all these stories today. But y'all like them. That's why you get quiet. <laughs> I never will forget. I was, I was a single man at Mount Horror Baptist Church. I was in my wife's Sunday school class. And I guess I had more than the Sunday school lesson on my mind. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, it was during the Sunday school review. And we were all sitting there. And I just ha- happened. God orchestrated my sitting next to her. And, um, and my pastor in Houston uh, he just looked out there, and he looked so strange at us as he was sitting in the pulpit, get ready to give an overview of the Sunday school lesson. So after Sunday school, Sunday school time was over with, he said, Randa. I said, what? He said, that girl you were sitting by, Darlene? He said, yeah. He said, that's who you should be with. And I, I looked, I said, I looked at her, I said, oh. <laughs> I wasted no time. I took her to a Labor Day luncheon, barbecue, and you know the rest of the story. We, we, we dated for about six weeks. You said six, eight weeks? It wasn't long. She stopped. These folks had five-year romances. And you five years, five years yourself into trouble. I'm still, we're going to date for five years, and you're having all kind of issues, and you sex out of wetlock and all that stuff. Stop. Some of y'all, you're messing around and having sex out of the way, not waiting on a big wedding while you're sending on the way to it. <laughs> have something small that you can afford and then have something big later in holiness. Now that's, I don't know how I got way over there, but somebody, somebody needed that. <laughs> oh God, help me. We didn't have a big wedding while she was coming down this long gown and all that. And I wasn't depriving her. You say, you cheap rascal. No, we just didn't want it. <laughs> we, we, put, we put the money in the marriage. And some of y'all put ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 in big old high statute cakes, long dresses, entourage, wrap long limousine, you know, mile long. And then stay married three months. <laughs> Listen, you have to live after that ceremony. I'm helping somebody in here. And yet, the 26th of this month, we will have been married 35 years to the glory of God. Amen. 
so and yeah, and then and yet some of y'all uh, y'all afraid to bring your your girlfriend or boyfriend somebody you dating you get serious about you you afraid to bring them to church or you ashamed to bring them to church you come around and all of a sudden your name your last name is changed ladies we don't know nothing bring the person that you're thinking about hooking up with for the balance of your days. Bring them to church. Let us look at them, scrutinize them, and smell them. That's right. Pastor, here he is. Yeah, bring him to Sunday school. If he won't go to Sunday school with you now, he's not coming to Bible study now. He won't even go to a picnic, no gala. Listen, you can't say that, rascal. That's right. If it's not in him before... Who told you you're going to be the Holy Spirit to save him? That's the work of the Holy Ghost. He may be a pagan, the balance of his days. A whole lot of y'all wish y'all had brought the man or woman y'all were thinking about to the Lord's house to be checked out. You wouldn't be in the mess you were in or are in. Now, none of this is written in the paper. God just... Oh, God, help me preach this message. So, so all I'm saying is that God may choose to use godly, spiritually mature saints to identify gifts you may not have discovered or realized that you possess. Next, how do you know and discern the will of God? Meditating on God's words will increase your spiritual discernment. Meditating on God's word will increase your spiritual discernment, provide stability. That's right. It will increase your spiritual discernment, your, your ability to, that is the ability to discriminate right from wrong, truth from error, and all these things. Provide stability, because if you're unstable, you cannot know the word of God if you're in confusion and unstable. You know what? When you increase your time meditating on God's word, it removes doubt. Well, you, you'll stop doubting God and his word when you meditate in his word. You, it, the meditating on the word of God increase your faith. And here's what it does. If you want to be in the will of God, not only will meditating on the word of God increase your faith, meditating on the inspired, infallible, sufficient word of God will also give you the mind of Christ in all life decisions. It will give you the mind of Christ. Stay in this book as much as you can because this book will give you the mind of Christ to tell you what you ought to do, when you ought to do, how you ought to do it, and he will begin to speak God ideas into your life as you are meditating on the authoritative word of God. Okay? Psalms 119, 97 through 100 says, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. See, the word of God will help you to discover the will of God to the glory of God. How do you know, how can you know one's will? 
the God's will for your life, when we are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, when we're under the Holy Spirit's influence, he will sift our lives of worldly, worldly residue. The Holy Spirit, when we are under his influence, he's the third person in the Godhead and is as much God as God the Father and God the Son. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He's a he. He's a person, the third person, and and we are saved and regenerated by the Spirit of Almighty God. And when we allow him to control our lives, the Holy Spirit himself will sift our lives of worldly residue which impedes our ability to know his will and will guide our lives into his perfect will. As you walk in the spirit of God, allowing him to set the agenda for your life, he will carry you along in such a way that he will put you right into God's perfect will. Here's another thing we need to consider about the will of God. I'm trying to help you know and discern the will of God. Is this helping you? Listen, my friend, God may use circumstances beyond your control to guide you into his will. Sometimes he does that. I got stories about that. Oh, do I have stories about that? But I won't share that. Let me give you a biblical account this time. I'm going to give you personal stories. Uh, testimonials, but let me give you a biblical one. God may use circumstances beyond your control to guide you into his will. If you look at Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 6, oh, there are so many biblical illustrations that I can't go through them all now, but I will do this particular one. Uh, Acts 9, 1 through 6, then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that he, so if he found any who were of the way, that's the believers, whether men or women, in other words, uh, they, they, you know, it was equal rights there, equal, you know, uh, equality. <laughs> he didn't care if you were a believer, a man or woman, you were going to suffer. He might bring them bound, chained to Jerusalem. So he had one thing in mind, but God had something else in mind. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly... A light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? The believers who are children of God, God takes such ownership of his children. He said, what you're doing to the children, you're doing to me. So he didn't say the children of God. He said, why are you persecuting me? (laughs) I am Jesus. In other words, when God wants to get hold to you, he don't leave you wondering as to who's doing the chastening. He said, I am Jesus. In other words, you ever said to your child, I'm your mama. I bought you in this world and I'll take you out. Don't you mess with me right now. I'm not, don't you, you you know what I do to you. You know, now you get, you get sent to CPS. I always tell people, you know, if you got to spank, I believe in spanking, by the way. Don't you let these folk educate spanking out of you. When they get too, too big for spanking, uh, uh, take the car keys. That's right. Take, take the phone. That'll make, them, that'll make them behave. Take the phone. That's right. Take the gadgets. That's right. That's right. Put them, put them, on, put them under lock and key. <laughs> but, but let me go on now. 
so persecute me. And he said, who, 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 who you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus. <laughs> Surprise. Whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Wow. Hey, that's how you know the will of God. That's how you know the will of God. Underline that. Underline it. Lord, what do you want me to do? What a question. Because God knows what he wants you to do. And during these 40 days of fasting and prayer, why don't you put at the top of your prayer list asking God a question, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. God didn't leave him wavering or wondering. He, God, uh, Saul had one intent in mind. God overruled a range of circumstances. He was going to persecute the church, to bound them, and to, 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 to chain them. And God lassoed him, uh, knocked him off the beast, blinded him, saved him, and made a missionary out of him. Divine intervention. God, God changed his circumstances. God orchestrated, rather, his circumstances beyond, uh, which were beyond his control, uh, uh, right into uh, the will of Almighty God. And I'm saying to you today, God may use, uh, God may use circumstances beyond your control to guide you into his perfect will. Sometimes God relocates you, sometimes God uh, does things with your job and, and sometimes it was sometimes even with your health, sometimes with your children, all kinds of kinds of things. And he orchestrate. And when all is said and done, you say, hindsight, you say, look what God has done, because I wouldn't be where I am now if God had not ordered this set of circumstances for this season in my life. You see, my friends, here's, here's another insight. We God will never leave us or forsake us. Can we say that about the world in which we live today? God sustains us. When we are in need, is it the world that comes to our rescue? No. God and God alone rescues us. Can we depend on the world to lead us and guide us? No. If we walk each day with our Heavenly Father, we will answer our call to holiness every day. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.